You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're tuned in to Pen Drop Discussions. We're delivering insightful information through genuine conversations. Never miss a message that's for you. Oh, this is Pen You're now tuning in to Pin Drop Discussions. This is your host, Tyler Parker, and I am very excited to be back with you guys today. And without further ado, I just want to go ahead and get started because, oh man, the revelations that have been pouring in recently that have been due to what I've been going through in these circumstances is point blank just amazing. Um, I just had another revelation in regards to something that I was dealing with and I heard God say I give ugly gifts I mean I give good gifts and ugly packages and I was like oh, okay you know that's cool and the the whole message of today's topic that I wrote and prepared yesterday you know it was a revelation from yesterday it was an old revelation so I was like okay yeah that's cool so the the title of today's episode was I'll do it when you bless me when I say I was just walking from doing my morning muster to back to the building so I could do this pin drop and I had to start running because the revelations were hitting me so fast I was just like you know what I, I have, I've got to move. <laughs> I've got to move and I've got to go do this because I was about to start tearing up. And I actually did start tearing up. I'm tearing up right now because mm, I thought the first time that he gave a good gift in an ugly package was with Jesus. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But in the passage, so the, the scripture that we're coming from today is from Genesis 32. Is it 32? I believe it's 32 if I'm not sure. Yeah, it's 32, 22 through 32. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, J Jacob wrestling with God because the title of it is I'll do it when... I'll do it when God blesses me. Uh, it's literally, I'll do it when you bless me. And it's in reference to God changing his name to Israel. And it's about being better versus doing better versus wanting and wishing. And my whole morning was shifted 
not because of my situation. The whole morning I've been telling myself, I hadn't been doing my morning affirmations, which I should be, but the whole time, this whole morning, it was like, all right, God's like, deal with it, deal with it, deal with this situation, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. And I'm like, what do you mean deal with it? And you know, I had to, you know, I was, at first I was like, well, I wrote on Facebook a year ago that an effective prayer is better than currency. And God put it in my spirit. It popped up as a memory. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Write it off. And I was like, then I had another thought. I was like, I have never been as strong. I never knew how strong I was until I had to be. Because last night I prayed for wisdom without trials. And he said, there's no such thing. Like, with the reason why we're supposed to bear each other's problems and, you know, counsel each other and be around wise counsel is not because... We don't know what we're doing in every situation because God gives us, you know, the spirit, the Holy Spirit to discern and to teach. So it's like, are you able to maneuver on your own? Yes. Is it wise? No. Why? Because there's a principle in psychology that you are actually able to learn vicariously through somebody else through an experience like you can experience a traumatic experience by watching something happen by hearing something that happened and it can shift it can alter your your brain pattern to think like oh this is possible this is capable i've seen this i've seen that so when you're around wise counsel when you're around people that uplift the name of god when you're around people that continuously pour into your spirit to say hey you know what i'm going through this or they're open and honest about their situations and their struggles it's like you're learning so in every situation that you're around these people you're becoming wiser you're becoming more experienced because you're experiencing through them and i forgot the principle but i will look it up and i will give it to you this is impromptu this is coming off the top of the head so you got to excuse me but honestly when i'm when i thought about it and i sat back and i'm listening you know i'm like listening to the story i'm like dang my struggles my situations don't matter like i'm literally supposed to be here for people and i said that before i read today's scripture for the day and you know i'm doing like the 365 uh the bible in 365 for men and today's scripture came from colossians 3 12 through 17 and it says since god chose you to be the holy people he loves you you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy kindness humility gentleness and patience make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others above all clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from christ rule in your hearts for as member of one body ye are called to live in peace and always be thankful let the message about christ and all its richness your lives teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to god with thankful hearts and whatever you do or say do it as a representative of the lord jesus giving thanks through him to god the father so it was like yo not that my not that god is saying your situations don't matter and i'm talking to me right now i'm saying not he's not saying that my situations don't matter to him but on a larger scale the thing that he called me to do, the thing that he placed me here for, the purpose, the reason I have breath in my body right now is to be here for other people, to continue to share that experience, to share in the experience of life. And it's like, yo, when I share in the experience of life, I have no time for anything else. And I only realized that 
when I started going to the gym to get my body right. And I was like, I'm, you know, I went to the gym for a selfish reason. I was like, I just want to, I just want my body right. I started boxing or hitting a little punching bag. And I'm like, I'm hitting the punching bag because I feel like I'm getting this tension out. It's making my punches sharper. Like, oh, if I get in a fight, I'm going to knock somebody out. That's what I thought. But every time I hit that punching bag, I was hitting my ego. I was like, yo, huh, I'm not as as orthodox as I thought I was. I'm not as good at boxing as I thought. I'm probably not that, I'm not as good at fighting as I thought I was. Cause you know what I'm saying? I'm like trying to pay attention to my, my position and my stance. I'm like working on more technical things. I'm like, oh, my hands aren't that fast. And you know, I'm like, okay. So each day that I go in there, I, so I, I say, let me see what I can, let me see how I can get better. And in order to get better, I have to kill my ego. And in order to kill my ego, it starts in the weight room. Cause the weight room was like, I went there the first day and I know, you know, if you, you know, follow me on Instagram or you follow um, pin drop discussions, uh, you can, you know, follow um, Parker woke up, Parker underscore woke up on Instagram. And you can see, I took a picture of like my beach body. It's like all the way down there. And I was like, yo, I got out of control. I let, alcoholism, depression, anxiety. I let these things rule not only over my mind, but also over my body. They were, <laughs> they were toxic to my temple. I was about to say, I was about to say it was intoxicating because I was mainly intoxicated. And now that I'm back in the gym, those things don't even, they, they don't appeal to me anymore. It's like, I can't even, like, I don't even look at alcohol the same way. Like, I can go into the, like, in our um, commissary or our next um, it's the Navy Exchange, we're able, they, ha they have a uh, alcohol store inside of the store, in the actual store, you know, where you get everything at. And the alcohol is cheaper. Why? Because, you know, sailors drink. Not just sailors, people in the military. It's like... Like you stressed? Here's a bottle. Not saying that we're giving you a bottle, but you know we're offering these military specials, cause we don't got specials on nothing else. <laughs> but we got specials on alcohol. Like the specials that they have on everything else is more. Is it's like it's the same price that it would be in town. The only difference is it's not taxed. Now the alcohol they actually have specials on. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, we have to pay for Wi-Fi. It's no special on Wi-Fi. They're charging more than Spectrum. They're charging more than Time Warner. They're charging more, which makes no sense. It's like, yo, in order for you to to live here, we're gonna charge you. We're gonna tax you. We're taxing everything. We're taking this. We're taking that. We're taking that. But you know, this is a this is for you. This is for the this is for your enrichment. This is teaching you how to live, and it is because it's a it's a it's a condition. It's a it is targeted at your mind to make you stronger like just because it's readily available doesn't mean that you should break your back and i, I wouldn't even, i wouldn't even say like break your back in the sense of you know like you have to go do it but it's like you shouldn't even concern yourself with what's on special what 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 you're gonna drink what are you gonna drink to get over your problems what are you gonna drink to get over your stress because your stress should never dictate or your situation should never dictate what you do to your body should never 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 and here's why right um because your body has a purpose because it houses your spirit and it houses the spirit that the lord gave us 
And what I mean by that is like a lot of times when people are like, oh, I have a gut feeling about something or, you know, they're like, I just have this premonition. I just got this. I just know. I just know something that I know. Uh, I'm an empath. I am. I've got these feelings that I just don't know where they came from that I can't explain it. And it's a knowledge like it's beyond feeling when it's a when it's a when it's a knowledge beyond feeling. I'm telling you, that's in your spirit. And that's something that you can't shake no matter what you say or what you do. And you're like, no, nah, something's just, you, you sit back and you're like, no, nah, something's just, uh, something's just a miss right now. And I can't, and it feels like it's out of my control. But the only thing that I can control is either my patience or my prayer. Because you can lose your patience or you can, you know what I'm saying, not pray. But I'm telling you, if you pray in those moments, you 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 be so much stronger for it because it's conditioning not only your mind, but also your spirit, because it's now becoming a habit of how you react. Instead of reacting by damaging your body, you react by mm, I'm a pray. Oh, I'm about to change my habit. Oh, I'm about, oh, there's no. There, <laughs> oh, what warfare? I'm going I'm to let you sit on that one for a second because I'm going to have to. Said, oh, what warfare is really strong enough to make me react? That's why God said, your struggles don't matter. Like to anybody else, like they matter to him. Just like they don't matter. Why? Why does it matter? Does your does your struggles, because I'm sitting here stressing over money, over finances, and be point blank honest with you. I'm like, you know, um, I got a situation to where I was paying something for something and now I'm gonna have to pay a little bit more for something. And I'm like, God, <laughs> uh, this does not, this, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Cause I'm like stressing myself. Cause I'm like, yo, if I don't pay this, I'm gonna go to jail. Like, and for two, now I've got a, a, a violation, a traffic violation that I'm not even sure what's going to happen, what the outcome is going to be. My mom's like, you need to talk to a lawyer. You need to do that. I'm like, where's the money going to come from? Where is the money going to come from? And what did I say earlier that I that was that was my post from last year? It popped up today. An effective prayer is better than money. God said your struggle does not matter because you have access to everything that's ever been created through him by him sending his son and then you have to know like you have to know that you know that you know that he's real for one i'm gonna tell you how i know he's real right now like i'm gonna tell you like you know it's cool to know he's real in those past circumstances but you gotta know he's real in every single situation it's not like oh I, it's not like a covered statement like you can say oh god is good all the time you can't like yeah you can you can do that and know that right but how many people say god is good when they're struggling when they're <laughs> when they're facing when they're facing that situation like oh they were like man look i don't even know some people get they get shaken and <clears throat> i'm some people okay i am some people and the same that goes for me going to the gym to work on my body is like when i had to go back and regroup and say you know what i can't just start out lifting 205 like mm. i was in the barbershop back home in uh, north carolina 
and they had a little, you know, they had a um, they had a bench in there. It was like they threw, they had like um, I think it was like two oh five on the bench maybe. Man, the week prior I was just I had just lifted two twenty five twice and I was like, oh yeah, my daughter sitting in the barbershop with me, we getting my son's haircut. She said, Daddy, can you lift that? I said, <clears throat> oh, let me ask, baby girl. And I said, what y'all got on the bench? They was like, oh, we got a, we got a, a 205 right now. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, baby girl, I can lift that. You know what I'm saying? With my pride. With my pride, I said that. And she's like, oh, okay, daddy. And then I get on the bench. Guess who couldn't lift it? My sh- now my shoulder was a little sore from lifting. Like I had, you know, done a little something. But anyway, it's a struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle, and she and she was like, oh, "It's okay, Daddy." And she's just laughing. I'm like, "Yo, that that hurt my pro- that hurt my ego." It's like, baby girl, that hurt my ego. But it it um it, it was okay because now I'm lifting 245. But you know, I had to reconstruct what. I thought, right? I was like, I can't just go, I can't, I can't base my workouts on things that I was able to do before in prior situations. I have to go back to the basics. Some days I have to lift heavy. Some days I have to lift light. Something because I've got to mix in, I've got to mix in different muscle groups. I've got to be able to work my core. You know what I'm saying? Because your core supports you when you're lifting on the bench. You got to work your back muscles because like when you're trying to lift on that bench, you are using your back, your abs, you're using your leg. Like people just, like you're strength doesn't just come from your arms and your chest no your whole, it's your whole body so it's like it's a condition and the hardest thing that i've ever had to train is my mind like literally it's nothing it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with how many exercises i do per day like right now you know what i'm saying i'm doing this 10,000 punch challenge the 10,000 crunch challenge 10,000 squat 10,000 uh push up 10,000 punches 10,000 ab rollers and 10,000 hand grips on top of my workout and people are like yo that workout looks crazy and i'm like it's not cuz as i'm going through it all i'm doing is what's in the moment i'm just doing it one thing at a time I'm like, okay, boom, that feels good, that feels good. And then it, and then I get to add stuff into the workout. Yesterday I finished I had I had a total of 18 stations that I said I was going to do. I ended up doing, let's see, what is this? 21. I ended up doing 21 stations. Most people lose weight when they work out. I went in when 199.6 came out weighing 201.8. The day before. The day before, I went in weighing 194, came out weighing 198.2. It's not about because my goal is to get heavy. My goal is to is to get to 215. You know, I was like, this is this is what I want, and God is telling me to break down those old ideas in order for him to build up something new. And that's in every situation. So when I say that you have to know that God is real and Jesus is real in every single situation and not just, oh, you know, like you you have to remember the things that he did for you in the past. So you can say, because he asked me, he said, well, what happened when I when it was raised last time? What happened when you had, what, what happened when you needed money last time? I was like, well, you gave me a better job. You gave me more money. So what do I think is going to happen this time? It's like, hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you're right about that. 
And the only reason I know that I'm communing with him, that I'm communicating with him is because I have to know that he's real. And I know that he's real because of how strong I am right now, because of this test, because of this wisdom that I have got, that I have gained, because it has come through the trials, because I have to stand firm on what he has given me. And I'm not trying to preach to you, but I'm just saying it just hit me like a flood and I haven't even gotten to the actual topic. So we're going to have to do a part one and a part two because I'm not about to talk for 40 straight minutes. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. Let me give you a little music in between. And, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to rock out just like that. So when we come back, we're going to get into the Genesis 20. Uh, we're going to get into Genesis 25 through 32. And I'm going to, you know, kind of break some of that stuff down for you so we can close this out for today. What's going on? Thank you for tuning in to Pin Drop Discussions. Man, 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 man. Listen, this is part two. And again, the title is called I'll Do It When You Bless Me. And the last part one was literally about me explaining how I my situation was changed by the blessing of wisdom. And it is a... It is an amazing feeling to understand that your situation is blessed before you see it. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up. Mm, OK, so let me get into these notes that you can't move to purpose without faith. Faith and purpose exist in the same in the same realm and there is no faith without purpose because man has reason and God has purpose perfected and what I mean by purpose is that there's a purpose for the struggles and the situations and the trials and the tribulations that you're going through that require faith because he's like you know I want to get to the heart of this issue I want I want you to see how real I am Lord, he, he said, I want you to see how real I am. Depression doesn't enter your mind when you know your mind is weak. Just like I was explaining earlier about my ego in the gym when uh, I was getting my son's haircut. The idea that I could lift that amount of weight came from me lifting it before me lifting more than that before. So not only did I have an ego, but I had pride attached to it. And it was like, oh, y'all doing this this easy? 
Easy. I got this. Let me get let me get up on under here. And then I was like, uh, struggling. Uh oh, wait a minute. Now I'm like, okay, well now this looks bad. My now my name is in the barbershop. It, well, I mean, I don't go to that barbershop often, but you know, it's it was like this looks crazy. This looks crazy. Depression enters your mind when you think your mind is strong and it's weak. We run from depression and it chases us. Depression befriends the ego. And the bigger the ego, the bigger the depression. So it's like the bigger the things that you thought that you faced in the past. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Hit you with a David and Goliath one, right? It's like, yo, it's, I done slayed this giant before. Now I got to fight another giant. I'm like, I'm tired of fighting giants. But it's like, you know what? I done fought a giant before. It's cool, but it's a different giant. It's like, this giant knew that you took the other one out. So he said, no, I'm going to come with something better. But you, the whole time I'm thinking, you know what? It's just another giant. But it's not. It's new. And you know, it's like you have to... You have to realize that depression, anxiety, suicide, all of those things are always at your door. Always, because those are the workings of the flesh. Because the flesh is always at your door, because it's attached to you. It's it, The flesh is, it is you, it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that you have to live in, but you have to understand how weak the mind is. It is, if it's untrained, it is supremely weak. If your spirit is as weak as your mind, you're in for some trouble. Now, if you you know spend your time in the word, you spend your time training your mind, you spend your time around these situations and around people that continue to uplift and pour into you, and you continue to focus your mind on the things of God, and you you know you try to you do your best to live according to what you feel. The word is telling you and it's beyond just that feeling, right? It's the wisdom that comes from it's like, you know, when you're living a righteous or a fruitful life because you see the fruits of it. And it's not the fruits aren't Mercedes Benz, apartments, houses, um, BMW. They're, they're not material things. Fruits are not material things. That's, that's not that's not what the fruit is. That no, that that is. That is a blessing. That is a that is manna because it's temporary. Blessings aren't temporary. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go ahead and throw I'm gonna just throw you that because I don't know. Um, I couldn't I couldn't tell you I couldn't say that a blessing is a car and you got a car payment that you can't afford. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound accurate like okay when I mean because it could be because it's like oh well God is extending your faith right but then the blessing isn't the car payment the blessing is the faith 
because now you're at a new level. Now you're able to reach and able to teach more people because it's like, you know, well, I bought a car. I couldn't afford it. But, you know, I had to trust God. Trusting God on a higher level is the blessing. The thing that is not material is the blessing. The thing that comes with it, like it's, I'm telling you, God, when I said, when I said that earlier that God gives gifts and uh, gives good gifts and ugly packages, yo, and so to get into this, the scripture, right? And Genesis 25, we're talking about the death of Abraham. I'm not going to read through the whole scripture. I want you guys to, you know, read it. And let me know what you think. It's about, you know, the death of Abraham and then who Abraham was and his son, Isaac. And then, you know, Isaac having um, Isaac having offsprings. And then um, you're talking about like Jacob and Esau. So Jacob and Esau is really where we want to focus the attention on. And. The, 20, the 25th verse, I mean, not the 25th verse, I'm sorry, the 25th, the 25th chapter, it's the 19th verse, it says, this is the account of Abraham's son, Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethel, the Armenian from Padan. Aram and sister of Laban the Arabian. Now, I mean, the only reason I say that is because it's like a little background, it's a little history. It's like trying to, to incorporate into your mind who these people are and why it's important. And when you go through it and you continue to go through, you see that um, Jacob and Esau were twins. And I just just caught that. Like, I don't I don't know why I just caught that when I read it yesterday. I was like, they were in the womb together. But I always thought I was just like, oh, that's okay. It just is what it is. But I was like, no, they're they're twins. They look alike. You know what I'm saying? So they're literally the same. Right? They're like I they're I don't want to say they're identical, but it's like they're literally like if you if you don't know it, if you don't know them and you can't tell them apart, they're the same. So this is this is why it I'ma just I'm gonna just keep going, keep going, keep going. And when you get to where is it at? When you get to the 29th verse in the 25th chapter, you see that Jacob steals Esau's birthright. He didn't steal it, he tricked him. <clears throat> And he gave it up for, you know what I'm saying, a hot meal. Because, you know, he was in this field hunting and whatever and whatever. So now we're talking about, now we're jumping to 27. And you should read 25 through 32. Like, this, just just read it. Trust me. It'll bless you. Uh, 27th verse. I mean, not the 27th verse. The 27th chapter, the 5th verse. It starts to talk about um, Rebecca listening to how... Um, Isaac was going to give his blessing to Esau and you know Rebecca was like she was like oh look I need my son blessed I need this one this is the one this is the one I want blessed and she was like you know I need you to go ahead and you know go out and go I'm gonna go get this and I'm gonna prepare the meal and then you give it to your father while you know what I'm saying Esau's out and you get the blessing and everything happens you know what I'm saying it'll just fall on me don't worry about it I got it so he did all that, and um, Isaac blessed. Um, Isaac ended up blessing 
um, Jacob instead of Esau because, you know, he was getting old inside. He couldn't see. So he was like, okay. Because obviously, if he could see, he would be able to tell them apart. So they weren't identical to the point that the father wouldn't notice. From the 27th verse until the 30th verse, he's blessing him. And, you know, you just read through that. And then Esau comes in. He's like, oh, well, um, did you just finish blessing Jacob? Is that my blessing? Because it was supposed to go to the firstborn. And Esau was the firstborn and Jacob was the secondborn. And he was like, Jacob, I thought it was you. He said, he told me it was you. He was like, no, nah, this is me. I need I need my blessing. Bless me. And he was like, I'm sorry. I ain't got nothing else for you. You're going to have to you gonna have to work for this. Like, you're going to have to work the rest of your life. You're going to serve him. And he was like, okay. Interesting. So, um, Jacob and the 20, uh, so the end of the verse or the end of the chapter, he leaves, he flees into Lebanon. And then, um, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but 28th verse, um, Jacob has a dream and let's see, 29th verse, he arrives in Padan, Aram. Let's see. And then, uh, so the, this is the, the part that like stood out to me, the marrying Leah and Rachel, right? Because we, we focus on the on the fact that he got tricked after, you know, he tricked his brother. He tricked one, his brother and his father to get the blessing and the birthright. He man got a double portion and that he wasn't even supposed to have. He got he got what he wasn't even supposed to have. Right. And Leah. He got he made he was you know forced to work for seven years for one of his relatives, which was like what? When I read that, I was like, oh, almost like, oh my goodness, is this, is this his cousin? But anyway, you know, it, it was different times back then, and he, you know, the um, his relative was like, you know, you're gonna have to work seven years for for Rachel, you know, because that was the one he was in love with, and he was like, all right, bet. I was like, I'll do that, and, you know, and time went by because he was like, oh, I love, he was like, I love this girl. I don't mind working for her. No problem. So seven years goes by. The father sends in Leah to lay with him. Now, that part confused me. I'm like, yo, he must have been drunk or something. He must have been drunk from the wedding or something. Like something had to have happened for him not to know that it was Leah and not Rachel like were the lights off was it dark was it super dark did he really not know rachel how did you get confused but anyway um the point was that leah was unattractive he said leah was not as attractive but rachel let me read the actual verse uh let's see it is 29 and 17 it says leah had weak eyes but rachel was lovely in form and beautiful so leah had weak eyes so she was not attractive. So the thing was, in this ugly package, he still had to work another seven years. So he worked 14 years for Rachel. Because the father was like, well, it's not really our tradition to uh, marry the second born before the first. So literally, he was like, I'm going to correct. He's like, I'm going to correct this. So what you, what you thought you could skip over, what you thought you was going to do out of order, Oh no! It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's, it comes back. That's karma. That, that's what you call. Uh, I, I, it's a law. It's it's a spiritual law. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
and it was done to him. And it was like, yo, you just gonna have to eat that dog. That's 14 years for some for someone you love. It's crazy. But anyway, to continue to get to the 32nd verse or to get to the 32nd chapter, 32 through 30, um, 22 through 32. I am so sorry. Forgive me. And I'm gonna read it. And this is from the NIV study Bible for kids. NIV study Bible for kids because I need it to be broken down to me and it said that night Jacob got up and took his two wives his two maidservants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok after he had sent them across the stream he sent over all his possessions so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak when the man saw that he could not overpower him he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip wrenched as he wrestled with the man then the man said let me go for it is daybreak but Jacob replied I will not let you go unless you bless me the man asked him what is your name Jacob he answered then the man said your name will no longer be Jacob but Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome Jacob said please tell me your name but he replied why do you ask my name then he blessed him there so Jacob called the place Pino saying it is because i saw god face to face and yet my life was spared the sun rose above him as he passed pino i don't even think i'm saying that right but you know to continue and he was limping because of his hip therefore to this day the israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of jacob's hip was touched near the tendon now you know I've, the last part, I'm not really focused on. What I'm focused on is, one, he saw God face to face. Ain't nobody seeing God face to face. But Jacob, God bless, he was blessed. He was blessed. How was he blessed? There was nothing material about what Jacob received in that moment. Like, it said, you, because you have struggled with men and overcome and overpowered. This, that means this man was physically strong. And he he had to be mentally strong. And not only that, he was also spiritually strong because you were sitting there wrestling with God. That means you were in a place where you like, you know what? I need I need this. Like I I need this right now. I, I need you to bless me. Cause I can't move without it. The title of it was I'm not moving until you bless me. And the point I want to make is how I know I beat, how I know I beat this stress, this depression, this anxiety at this level in my flesh. One, when you train your body with resilience to physical harm. So it's like you have to, the me going and hitting the punching bag in the gym is like, okay, it's exercise. I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting faster. I'm training my body to be resilient. I'm training my body to overpower physical harm. Two, strengthen my mind because I had to kill the ego to get stronger. Because you can't get stronger unless you acknowledge how weak you actually are. Until you acknowledge like, yo, I need a plan of action in order to get stronger. I need to attack certain muscle groups. I need to do this. I need to eat this. I need to go to bed. I need to get rest. I need to drink water. I need to surround myself with people who are either going to the gym or, you know, thinking about, you know, what to do, what something fitness to do. Put, put 
fitness pages on my Instagram, on my Facebook. That's what it needs to be in my vocabulary. Three, discipline myself by having fun. Going to the gym, hitting the punching bag is fun. I want to be in the gym right now. I'm going as soon as I finish pin drop discussions. And then four, love the process. I love the process because at each given step, I have found something different about myself that makes me stronger. And I love to see my better self. Everybody loves to see their better self. Everybody's like, yo, you know what? I'm so proud of where I came from. And to continue to do that on a daily basis, to continue to die to yourself, to your ego, makes you realize that pain isn't a shelter. Living in pain and living in this facade of what pain is doing for you because it seems like it's a friend when it's really not, it's not a show. It doesn't cover you. God covers you. Pain doesn't cover you. But suffering is life. Now, I Google pain, the difference. Cause I was like, what's the difference between pain and suffering, right? And this is going to trip you out. Pain is a physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. Depression is a illness. Alcoholism is a illness. Addiction is a illness. Because it's not just alcohol. You know, you could be addicted to sex, porn, weed, pills, um, money. It's addiction is just lust going on over, over overdose. That's just pretty much it. And suffering, when you look up the definition of suffering, it's the state of undergoing pain. Suffering is the state of undergoing pain. So I was like, I had the underlying state because I was like, what does what does this mean? And then the second the second um, part of that definition was distress or hardship. Now state, we're going to define state. We're going to make this real quick. The particular condition, no underlying condition that someone or something is in a specific time. I'm going to say it one more time. State is the particular condition that someone or something is in a specific time. Well, you know, like when people be like, oh, it's got, everything has a time and a season. Everything has a particular state. Uh, so we're going to read the definition over again after we finish this, right? <clears throat> so this is the second part of state. A physical condition as it regards to as it regards internal or molecular form or structure. An agitated or anxious condition. That is literally what state means. If you Google state right now, that's what's going to pop up. And then the third, the third part of that definition was a dirty or untidy condition. So I had to look up molecular. Molecular is relating to or consisting of molecules, smaller components, or in other words, basics. So if we rewind the definition that we got from the uh, from suffering, suffering is the, and we're going to substitute. Uh, we're going to substitute the definition of state for the word there. So suffering is the particular condition. And if you 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 if you um, I'm so sorry, if you plug in the definition of condition into that place, this is what suffering means. The particular condition that someone or something is in a specific time or undergoing physical discomfort caused by injury or illness. Now, how does that sound? Does that not sound like it has a time and a season, which means it's not going to last forever? It means it's going to get better because it's just for a particular season. And that was literally just definitions I got off of Google. 
I want to leave you with a little um, tidbit that I got from this. This Bible is called the Fully Revised Fourth Edition, the New Oxford Annotated Bible, and it's the New Revised Standard Version with the Apocrypha, the College Edition, because you know I was a religious studies modern back in the day. And there's a part of this um, study section that says, Jacob is so strong that he is winning the contest until his divine opponent pulls out his hip joint. The divine being had to vanish before sunrise, a mark of the antiquity of the tradition on which the story is based. Jacob's new name reflects a new self. No longer was the no longer was he the supplanter, but Israel, which probably originally meant El rules. The god El was the head of the northwest Semitic. Uh, pantheon Here, however it is interpreted to mean the one who strives with god and with humans refers to jacob's strife with esau and laban or Levin. i'm so sorry and in this way the community of israel as descendants of this god wrestler is depicted as a group that successfully strives with god and humans the divine being refuses to let to lest jacob by possessing the name gained power over him jacob had feared to see esau's face but instead god but instead saw god face to face and lived the story is located at penal or penal the face of elah the face of el one of the first capitals of the northern kingdom and first kings 12 25 and israelite prohibition against eating the thigh muscle of an animal is cited as testimony to the truth of the story this prohibition is not mentioned elsewhere in the bible so i just wanted to give you a little history behind that as well and with that being said god is talking to me about my depression and the last pin drop discussion episode i said you know depression doesn't belong to any one particular person you know what I mean? It's not my depression. It's not my anxiety. I don't own it. It's an illness. And, you know, honestly, I'm not claiming it. You know, it's funny that when I talked to one of my spiritual mothers, you know, she was like, are you speaking over your over your over your knee? And I was like, no, I'm just going to the doctors and letting them kind of tell me what's going on. And it struck me. I was like, Wow. I stopped speaking because I started relying on man. And since then, I've been going back to the gym, speaking over myself. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting stronger, faster and better, quicker. Boom. And you know why? Because what I'm doing is I'm not going any faster or any harder on myself than where I'm at in the current situation. So what God is calling me to do is to be present in mind in body and in spirit that's the same thing i'm asking you guys to do and i hope you guys enjoy this pin drop discussions enjoy your beautiful friday peace love happiness and just remember to be there for people just continue to be there for each other continue to build that community that we want to see in the world because we're going to need it the the way that the elections and things are going and the way of the world the way of the state of the united states of america is 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 turbulent we're gonna need prayer we're gonna need healing we're gonna need warriors we're gonna need people that really understand what it means to be a follower and a disciple of 
Jesus, um, people that are fully compassionate, that understand that their struggles and their situations don't matter. We're going to have to lift each other up in order to get to a higher purpose and a higher calling, because ultimately everything that we go through is for his purpose. Is for his perfected purpose. We may not know what it is until the end, but when our consciousness and when all of that is in the face of God, it won't matter. Only thing that will matter is what he purposed us and what he tasked us to do and did we do it. So I'm just praying over you guys. I hope and pray that you guys do it. I hope and pray that I do it myself. I pray that you guys get the wisdom, the knowledge, and the revelations that you need in order to fight the battles that you have to fight to uh, fight the struggles that you have to fight and then to carry the burdens of your friends and your peers and your family members and your loved ones, the ones that may not understand. And until they're able to understand that you're able to hold the fort down and you're able to be that rock for them because you are you may be the only Bible that somebody sees. And I pray that over you. I pray that peace of protection in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Love you guys. Have a blessed day. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Recruiters, reduce your cost per candidate by about 50% with CareerBuilder. We connect you to qualified, diverse candidates at every stage of the hiring funnel. CareerBuilder Talent Acquisition Suite. Software packed with talent. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit.